Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Completely unravels. I want to see the award for best kiss. <laughs> I want to see the award for best kiss. Darn it. On, on uh, primetime television. I want people tweeting about it. You may far when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How we feeling? It is summertime in this busy... I... Um, it's but it's summertime. Busy. I, hope the, I said busy, and I feel bad immediately. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope wherever you are, you're enjoying the weather. Hope you are moving on from school, and things are starting to calm down for you a little bit. It's a great time of year. We are also very excited because we are joined by the one, the only Marcus J. Destin, back from his uh, conquest of his finals. Marcus, how you feeling? Uh, I am good. Uh, hold on, sorry, I gotta play another song. Give me one second. Listen, here's what's happening. It's good to be back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a whole week. I listened to the pod. My guys were potting. You know what I'm saying? My guys were potting. They held this yeah. thing down. So shout out it. to y'all. But it's summertime. School is over. I ain't really got a whole lot of responsibilities. And daddy's home. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm here. And I'm excited to pod today, fellas. It's fantastic. We are excited to have you back. We were thrilled. Brian and I got to connect, and we had a great episode without you. But we are also secretly bad. We are secretly excited that you are back as well. Um, Brian, yeah, me too. Brian <laughs> Roush, how are you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing great. It is so good to be here. Hearing the, the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff <laughs> talk to me about summertime just filled me with good vibes. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I I'm in a good I'm in a good mood. I I'm playing Resident Evil Eight, so I am oh, terrified. And then it's like that was fun. So like I'm also like <laughs> riding that serotonin high. So okay. Okay. all of that bringing all of that here. Brian, you know what's uh, interesting? I'm watching a lot of people play oh boy. that game right now because I'm personally in bad at video games. Um, okay. so, but I like them and I like to watch people play them. I like to watch funny people play them. Love this it. game is kind of scary. The tall lady and this whole thing is really kind of intense just watching it. Oh, so yeah. let me know when that game is over. I'd love to hear what you think about it. <laughs> oh, I, I will. And this this game apparently is toned down from really? the last one so if you really want a good scare resident evil 7 biohazard it freaked me out that game i was just on pins and needles the see, whole time see was, this is oh. what i'll say is i enjoy playing video games 
I also have a little bit of anxiety and Resident <laughs> Evil games like trigger my anxiety oh, that's back. Fair. That's yeah. They just trigger it. Cause I always, I have this weird mindset with video games. Where I'm like, I have to do well at this. I put oh, like a stupid oh, amount of pressure on no. it. So when something sneaks up on me and I cannot figure out how to escape, I'm like, Oh no, what the fuck? Like I just like, I can't, like, I can't figure it out at all. What? So that's hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I, I feel you, but I'm glad you enjoy yeah. it. And that Brian's uh, Marcus is absolutely right. That, that big tall vampire woman is startling. So she, it's yeah, it's 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 weird because it's like, oh, you're kind of pretty. Oh, you have blades for hands, and you're yeah. gonna kill me. <laughs> I would, I'm gonna run away from you now. Yeah, that's yeah. actually oh, one of my kinks. It, well, it, there you, we, we're learning all types of stuff here. Yeah, Doug. it's a great it's a great week. How um, are you? I'm doing well. Um, the number three Ooh. is now the number yeah. that's in my head. We oh. moved on from four to three. Um, I have three days left in my current position so i am taking a i'm taking stock when this comes out it will be my last day so it is weird so everybody will listen to this on my last day um it's weird it's definitely weird i am starting to get that feeling like and, and brian maybe you know this like where you walk out of a job or you're walking to your car at the end of the day maybe you're a week out and you have this sure. feeling of like this isn't my place anymore like and i yeah. had that feeling today when oh 100 of like Damn. well this is uh not yep. my not my joint no more so this is this is at. the past and i'm recognizing this is the past and i'm living in it and i i yeah. see what's ahead i totally yep. get it yep for sure for sure so that's what i'm dealing with it is beautiful outside the best. beast um <laughs> just kicking it off five minutes into the podcast yeah, we, we go right into it um it's nice out here it's beautiful it out. the nice. yard is great um i had a weekend to myself Brittany took the kids up to see her oh, parents just by herself to see her that's family. amazing so i watched yeah, a ton of shit <laughs> I watched a ton of shit this weekend. Um, let me just give everybody a quick rundown of the shit I watched. Let's do it. I watched Your Highness with uh, James Franco and Natalie Why Portman. Why did you start there? Because the, <laughs> I'm starting in chronological order. I understand okay. you're embarrassed to watch that with Brittany. I'm also I embarrassed. Okay. I'm trying to get the embarrassment out of the way. I watched the first six episodes of Invincible, which oh, is that's a lot of episodes. Those are hour long. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mark is just just laying it yep. out. Yep. No, there it is. no yep. forgiveness yep. here. Yep. It is. <laughs> um, so I watched Bright. that. I watched that, which was really great. Um, I watched Fast and Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh to my god! Start down the rabbit hole. Oh, that's incredible. Conquer- yeah. And Damn. Brian, I didn't give myself any time in between. Saturday night, I made myself in this order. Two Moscow Mules, then dinner, <laughs> then a big that. thing of popcorn, and I sat down and watched Fast and Furious, and I mean, then right into Too Fast, Too Furious. Wow, that's such no a break. oh man, oh wow, and and then it gets better. Then after that, I watched the Fellowship of the Ring extended cut and half of the Two Towers extended wow. cut while I was cleaning the house on Sunday. So wow. I never want to hear you say anything about me watching the Snyder cut for wow. version. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Uh, I don't I don't give no fucks. Confirms. I don't care. That's, yeah, I don't that's care. Fair. Don't say another mumbling word to me about a fucking <laughs> I mean, That's fine. That's fair. But that gentlemen, enough about my viewing history for this. About <laughs> enough about viewing. my uh, his, his my streaming are all over the place. <laughs> oh my my streaming browser history. Let's not get into that. We have to play catch that quotable. And since <laughs> Brian and I held down the fort last week, yeah, we kick it on over to one Marcus J. Destin to start Do us it. off. Marcus, what do you got? All right, here we go. This is going to be a dialogue between two people, 
And okay. it's up to you, gentlemen, to name that movie. Okay. okay? And if you All can, right. name the character. Um, name the main character. Is the there extra credit for getting the characters? I will give you a half a point if you can name the characters. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> there must be alternatives. You must have some technology that could solve our problem. Your problem is not technology. The problem is you. You lack the will to change. Then help us change. I cannot change your nature. You treat the world as you treat each other. Ooh. One more, because this was long. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I'm on it, though. There must be alternatives. You must have some technology that could save our prop, that could solve our problem. Your problem is not technology. The problem is you. You lack the will to change. Then help us change. I cannot change your nature. You treat the world as you treat each other. Oh, man. Okay. This sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> this this feels like a disaster movie. Yes, it does. It feels like there is an outside yep. interference or force. Like, right? Like, yep. I'm like getting Matrix vibes, but it's not the Matrix. I'm also getting that, but that is not it. This feels very like... This is going to sound weird. It feels very Captain Planet-y. Like, where it's it like they're appealing to someone's... Human they're trying to appeal to someone or something's humanity um, in an effort to have an edge. But I'm going to slam that hint button because I'm yep, ditto. Marcus, hey, what's hint the is hint? Jaden Smith. Oh, I'm going to buzz in. Is buzz this in, Brian? Oh, I hope I get the name of this movie yeah. right. Will Smith is the father. Uh, and is it After Earth? It is not after Earth. Okay. All and right. that is a great guess, Brian. No. It is not after Earth, no. though. Douglas Wagner, it's on you. Oh, my God. You have all the tools, Doug. You just I, need to use them. Yeah. Brian Don't. put you in a nice ballpark. He yeah. put you in a nice area. Yep. Because really. when you hear the movie, Brian, I think you're going to be like, oh, but oh, this man, is not I... the this is not the route I expected it to go. Yeah. So when so I'm yeah. actually very stumped. Mm. And the only other Jaden Smith movie I can think of is did not say the Karate Kid. It's not. It's the Pursuit of Happiness, and that is ah, okay. not it. So that's but the only is, one I. Can what think is this about. movie, Marcus? Doug, do you have a guess? You just is it, it the Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, it is not the Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. <laughs> this movie is. The the day the earth stood still. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes. With Ken. Brian God. was right on the fucking note, like right in the ballpark. <sighs> wow. That, Good is job, that was Keanu Reeves talking. It's between Keanu oh. Reeves and gosh. I forgot who the lead actress oh. was in that. But yeah, yeah. Good job. Was good. And I was thinking about it because I was it hit me the other day that they ended up, I think at the end of the movie, took all the kids to like this Garden of Eden type shit. To that is knowing garden. with yeah. Nicolas Cage. Oh, was that the knowing? That, that was is knowing. knowing. That, that was movie knowing. is better than people give it credit for, but it's still not good. great. But it's oh better God. than draft. Yeah. Um, really yeah. quick, isn't isn't it Amy Adams or is it um, it's Julianne not Amy or is it Julianne Moore who's the lead actress? I think it's. I would say Julianne Moore before I say Amy Adams. I'm very curious. I'm gonna look this up. No, uh, it wasn't Julianne Moore. No. Who was that? The Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. That's Jennifer exactly Connelly who it was. The other one. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, good, good quote. Way to go yeah, there. That, that was, was that was good. Thank that was you, really you, good. I'm not I even mad. I got. Strong. I didn't get it right. Want to come back strong? I'm uh, back. That's that's good. Um, Brian, what do you have Hello. for us? 
Oh boy, I'm so. What excited. up, B Rye? Okay, Brian. I'm so excited. All right. <clears throat> I feel just like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. You know, except for the whole hooker thing. Oh fuck! I know this. One more time. God damn it! I feel just like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. You know, except for the whole hooker thing. This is a recent movie. It is a recent movie. This is a recent movie. Um, I remember this line, and I remember chuckling at it then. Is this a black actress that says this? I don't know why. No, 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 no. no. I feel I like Julia right. Roberts, you know, except the whole, the whole hooker thing. Oh, is this an animated movie? I, I think it's an animated movie. Y'all, I feel like I am in a fog this week because I can place these. It's like I can. It's like I'm in the dark. Like I can feel them out, but there's no way the lights are coming on for me. Um, Brian, do you want to give us the hint, please? The hint will be 1999. Oh, 1999. 1999. Brian, has this never been kissed? You are so close. It is not. You are very close, though. I will say that. So this is not a recent thing. Okay. Um, Shit. 1999. That's that's yep. Is this there was okay? Wait, 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 Brian. Yeah. Talk me through this, please. Okay. We'll see. Can you talk me through it? There was there was a parody of a movie with Freddie Prince Jr. No, with Chris Evans. Yes. And he did a parody of this movie, but I can't remember the name of the movie. I know what it's called. I know what it's called. He had jet black hair. He was very cocky in this movie. She was a painter. Fuck, what was the name of that? It's she's something. She I can tell you. I can t- you're you're not in the right ballpark because I know the name of the movie you're talking about. I'm not in the right ballpark. You are not in the right you, ballpark you, with the title. You're right with who's in it, but your ooh, title you have wrong. Fuck. And I have the title right oh, here. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard not to tell you right now. Oh man. I'm just going to make a guess. Okay. Is it She's All That? It is. Congratulations. Oh, you nailed fuck. it. She's All That starring Freddie oh Prince Jr. Which oh, is my God. Movie. And it is. Yes, you nailed it. The Whoa. 1999 coming of age drama in which Rachel Lee Cook is a nerd and Freddie Prince Jr. takes a bet to make her the Nobody most does popular it girl in school. Wait. That's incredible. Also, Marcus, wait, the, what was the movie you were? What were not the another were talking about? Not another teen movie. That's the parody. That's movie, right? parody you nailed of she's it, Marcus. That. As soon as oh, you said she's, and fuck. I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's said part of it. Like I don't know many other movies that have she in them. Yep. But yeah, I, that was incredible. I, remember, I'm, I'm I vividly speechless. remember that because I remember I remember watching she's all that on MTV, and it was yep. super duper cut clean like they made a whole lot of shit that they couldn't Um, put in the actual movie yeah this movie by the way it was marketed to like children and teenagers and they dropped the f-bomb like pretty regularly in this film and there's a lot of like adult romance stuff too like which i would not watch with my child no i remember watching that with my parents and it was awkward yeah it oh yeah not a movie to watch with your parents no not at all and so when doug said never been kissed that released the same year doug you were like like the battleship was on c3 and you hit c2 like it was unreal like i said i'm in a fog i can feel things out but i just can't the lights aren't coming on for me i I mean you're fine we're all in a fog man at this point almost threw me off too because he said that it wasn't 
the title. I mean, he said I was wrong. I was I was almost there. Okay, that was great. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. No, Wagner. All phenomenal. right. Y'all Take ready? Us Wrap us up. Let's do it. <clears throat> if you remember one thing from today, it's this. The mind is the only weapon that doesn't need a holster. Oh fuck. Oh damn. Okay. If you remember one thing from today, it's this. The mind is the only weapon that doesn't need a holster. <laughs> I was thinking the Matrix, but that's not the holster part would not be in the Matrix. No. Because they don't use holsters. They just fire off everything. They just pull them out from nowhere. Like like a person in a video game. Like Literally, switching weapons. They just you go behind I'm the back and then it I'm switching weapons. Basically. <laughs> just hand down, hand up if you're first person. Without a holster. It's a cowboy movie? No, it's a movie about the mind. I have a guess, but I want to hear the hint. Okay. Yeah, ditto. You ready for the hint? Yeah. Yep. Your hint is Segway. Oh, fuck. Nope. That's not my guess. Is it? Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is this Paul Blair Mall Cop? Fuck yeah, it is, Brian. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Marcus is like, this is a movie of my favorite. When he said, this is a movie about the mind, I was like, I was like, no, no, lie down, do less. That's not it at all. Like, that's not, that's not even fucking close. I was, you know what I was thinking? Inception, something super deep and oh my God. like mind nope. powerful. Yeah, it's, it's Paul the Blart, dumbest though. thing oh ever. Yep. Great job, Ryan. Great job, oh, Ryan. I, Good work. I, I, it's a great team here, folks. It's, it's a team yeah. effort. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow! Yeah, there you go. Blart. Wow, you got me. I even yeah. like triple second guessed myself. So no, I, you're fine. Six time guessed myself. Here's guess the thing with I'm Doug, saying. though. You never guess. He has a wide range of movies that he likes to watch, mm-hmm. and it's like you. It could yeah. be something super serious, or it could also just be Paul fucking right. Blart. Like, I remember seeing that movie in theaters with a friend from college, and when he's <laughs> about to eat the candy that's like underneath the desk, ugh, my friend. For his sugar, right. My yes, my friend audibly went like, "No, don't!" Like <laughs> it was the it funniest was... thing. It made the movie so much funnier because everybody was just started no. laughing, and it was just it was incredible. No, there don't. A, there was a weird moment in time where we had like mall cop movies, like uh-huh. Observe and Report. I feel like also I came almost out went with time. Observe and Report. Yeah. I almost I, went with Observe and Report. Like it, it's weird. These movies come out in like you know twos, like Never Been Kissed, and she's yeah. all that. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. yeah Paul Blart was the like was the pop music of like mall cop movies, and Observe and yeah. Report was like making fun of that movie pretty entirely, much. and it. It's not funny and it's actually a little dark and sad. Like it's it's oh, man. yeah. I did yeah, not I, did, I haven't seen it. That took a turn. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen it. it it's, before, it's not intentionally dark and sad, but some of the like jokes and stuff that they make, it's like, okay, Seth Rogan's character is clearly dealing with some sort of mental illness, but everybody just thinks he's weird oh. and funny. Like, and that's not it at all. I feel like that's every Seth Rogan role that's ever. That's also in very true also very true yeah. well that i mean marcus i'm impressed and brian wow. both of you are just cool. killing it this week hey so super proud of both of y'all so <laughs> oh, great shucks. job thanks, Doug. thanks for being All our cheerleader your work um gentlemen before we get to our movie this week and before we get to that big reveal because to be honest with you we've kind of kept that a little secret um before we get to that big reveal we got to cover some news and i'm gonna kick it on down to brian to start off off start us off with news brian what do you got Daddy's home. 
Oh, wow. So uh, we are going to be talking about, <laughs> we just talked about <laughs> Seth Rogen, actually. So we're about Seth Rogen and James Franco. Uh, the headline here is that Seth Rogen did an interview with Britain's Sunday Times in which he said that he would no longer be working with James Franco in any movies and that he had not worked with James Franco since 2018. Mm -hmm. Now, this stems uh, from some sexual assault accusations that have Ugh. been made against James Franco. And I feel like it's very important to talk about uh, that these happen. There's multiple, like, and they stretch over the course of years. Yep. Uh, some were made in 2014, and then some, again, were made in 2018. And uh, I'll get into that in a little bit, but I think the, the other thing I want to do a takeaway here with Rogan is that uh, his quote was saying is that what what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that yeah. when he was asked. And, and that's when Seth Rogen was asked about Charlene's, uh, I believe I'm saying this right, Charlene Yee's claim that potentially Seth Rogen was an enabler for James yeah. Franco. And that's where that was the start of this line of questioning. Yep. Uh, and so I will, I will leave that there. So yeah, the big takeaway there, Seth Rogen is no longer working with James Franco. And the other surprising thing beyond James Franco being a piece of shit, which shouldn't be super, super surprising. The other thing that's really interesting about that is Seth Rogen being the one to take the high road. The like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy being the guy that's like, Nope. Nope. Sorry. Like, wasn't, wasn't funny, but yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like, it's yeah, just no, surprising it. that of out it. of anybody else, like yeah. he would be not that I would expect him to be an enabler, but just <clears> like <throat> not to be. He seems like very loyal to his friends. So, right. I, I think what I'm really trying to say is kudos to, to, to Seth Rogen for being like, nope, no more of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, and really holding it to his word. So, I mean, I mean, I guess I was more surprised than anything else because. Like you said, it's Seth Rogen, but Brian made a good point. It's either he's trying to clean up house or he's just trying to make a good stance on yeah. on things. That, because I really was not expecting that because of their friendship no. and relationship. You have to be rather close as friends and two funny friends to make a movie like The Interview. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like yeah. these goofy movies you make. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he did stand up. I'm not going to be nitpicky about it. Right it being Seth Rogen that stood up because you, if, if no, you can, no, no, no. you do, and, so. and you go from there. And, and Franco, you're a nasty motherfucker too. Like you, you are yep. in that category and, and you, and you need to be held accountable. Yeah. I mean, the last, yeah. the last <clears throat> movie that those two did together was the disaster artist. And that was in 2017. Yep. And other than I, that, yeah. like based on the, like I did a dive into the, like into his, his history, his filmography on IMDb. And there's just nothing in there at all that like covers that. So just kind of interesting, kind of neat all around for sure. So, and I, I think, I think the other thing here is, yeah, I did, I had mentioned this in the group chat when we saw the news break mm -hmm. that it did feel like it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but looking into this more, so Charlene Yee brought these accusations up again, essentially uh, from her perspective and her uh, sure. social media accounts, which is how this entered the the orbit basically of Seth Rogen uh, again. And so it, the timing to me was a little odd. Cause it's like, okay, you're right. just kind of saying this 
out of the blue but apparently yeah okay these are resurfacing and i feel like that's really important to point out um because i didn't know that also so variety had this piece but i actually got the details i wanted from ign i want to give them a shout out i did not expect that but interesting ign actually has a really good breakdown keeping james franco accountable of like all of this because the other thing that makes this hard is that there's so many sets of these accusations for James Franco. It's actually kind of hard to keep them straight, which I think is maybe something in itself to think about. Um, Can you summarize maybe like those allegations and I'm not doing not to like dig it up or, or air. I mean, they can go and look it for themselves, but I'm just curious, did this stem from when he like left Hollywood to teach or did it, were there things that were kind of orbiting around him as an actor as well? So in 2014, he was accused of propositioning a 17-year-old via Instagram direct messages. So that was the first. And he addressed that apparently on live with Kelly and Michael. And he said it was bad judgment. But then things built off. Yeah. So he addressed this like on a TV show already and like nothing happened. And then he faced further sexual misconduct in 2018 when five women publicly accused him of inappropriate uh, or sexually exploitive behavior. And basically all of those allegations, it's it's unclear how this happened, but all of that turned into a lawsuit. That's what you need to know. Okay. And he settled that in February. And I feel like that's a very important wow. point here. And then this new yeah. set of allegations is from the disaster artist set, as far as I can oh, tell. Oh, shit. Okay. So I, I think, and I, I think that's which I suppose is why, which I suppose is why, the woman saying that Seth Rogen accusing Seth Rogen of being okay. enabler stems directly yeah. from the disaster artist because they basically like right. co-wrote and worked on that together. So, yeah. okay. Right. Now that's, that's a much clearer picture. That's yeah. It, it's confusing because it's basically three sets of allegations. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, I, I'm flabbergasted because it's, it's upsetting and it's, it's sick. And I do want to give Seth Rogen like my trust that he didn't know about it. And mm-hmm. if I'm putting myself in that position where I have this good friend and we do work and all this stuff together, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you're an, <laughs> you're an awful person. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell that to I'm people out. as soon as it's brought to my attention of like, no, you were on set. Did you see anything weird? And maybe he did. And, you know, maybe there's more there. I would like to talk to Seth Rogen more about why now and everything like that. But I think it's important. Well, that, here he you is. Know, first Seth steps, Rogen, everybody. I do think it's important to acknowledge it and, and have those first steps. I don't want to take away from that. Just like what Marcus was saying. I, no, I think it's important sure. that Seth Rogen just for sure. Oh, like just basically stood up and was like, that's messed up. I'm not working with that guy. Cause that's, and you know up. what the interesting thing is, yeah. is that like the disaster artist is about Tommy Wiseau, who is like the most bizarre oh, and boy. bonkers filmmaker in all of movie history. And his movie was a shit show, like shooting it top to bottom. And what I think is very funny is a movie about a movie. That's a shit show being produced also had it its own like subplot shit show associated yeah. with it. You know what I mean? So, I just right. think the movie about the movie being made. The, like, I, and, and that's what I was just <sighs> thinking is it's like, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that this is either a scenario and I'm going to make some assumptions about timeline with knowing nothing about it. So bear with me for a minute. Like it's possible that it was like, they were shooting Seth found out about it and said like, well, we've already sunk all this movie into the right. like, money into the movie. Like we have to finish. And then I'm just going to distance myself from that dude entirely. Yeah. So that's, I mean, shout, shout out. I'll, I'll, I'll say it by shout out to Seth for standing yeah. up 
for sure. James Franco, I hope they throw you under the motherfucking jail because that it just doesn't make any sense for you. First of all, all of the number of accusations is one thing, right? Right. But with Brian just revealing that news that you hopped on a national television show and said that it was a bad, like, case of judgment. That's that. Come on, seventeen. You know the difference. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, and I guess my question is, is like, so, so then are we, does this then mean the narrative for this is that if you settle in court, that somehow washes your hand (laughs) being responsible for it? Like, that's the thing I don't understand about it at all is just that, that whole part of it too. But Doug, the other part of that settling in court is he has the money and the access to There's settle power out. and privilege yep. to do it. And the, and the other people who are doing that may not be able to necessarily keep going back and forth with these costs, the cost that it takes to keep going back to the courtroom. So he can yep. settle out and it kind of get just swept under the rug and nobody yep. hears about yep. it. They get payment, not to necessarily shut them up, but because they can't go any further sometimes. And he just plays the waiting game. And that's the fucked up part about it. That's the yeah. very fucked up part, I, part about it. I, that's I agree. a great also, synopsis. Like late night hosts or whoever you are, like don't let this guy off with no, like, oh, I had bad no. judgment, and then you play the laugh track, and then you're like, yeah. tell us about your next project because he did yeah. this on Colbert too. Like on, he did man. this on two separate instances, and I just don't. And it's very think, hard for me to understand. The other, you know, the other point to that too. is, it's okay. He's got poor judgment, and then he accepted a fucking teaching position where he's around people who are eighteen true. to twenty-two. That's true. Which is where um, some of the other allegations came from. And right. I from, so, wait a minute. Yeah. There was some at the teaching the place he was teaching at too. It was New York. It was NYU, wasn't it? Yeah. It, that's where Jeez. that group of five allegations. Some of those are from there, to my understanding. That's how that yeah materialized so out of there. i mean and we aren't even touching like you were a teacher and you abused that like right what a piece Terrible. of trash piece of yeah. shit he's a piece of shit i'll say it for Brian. <laughs> Brian's nice. i mean like shit. trash is just under that for me like you're hot garbage God. to abuse your power and authority like Terrible. that like terrible yeah so, that's fucked up and nyu you didn't do any like digging like you didn't like you didn't you just assume like oh he's been in movies you're our acting teacher now good job like that just seems entirely wrong anyway uh, yeah well that's a great Thanks, thank brian, you for, brian for that was really that, awesome yeah, that light. that's important um i'm gonna go next because i'm very excited to hear what i want to give marcus Let's enough time and space um for his bit of news because we kind of talked it. about it in pre-pro and mm. my news is follow-up on the news i talked about last week so last week we talked about the golden globes we talked about the uh gigantic oh, dumpster yeah. fire that is the hollywood foreign press yes. and the history of poor decision making um that they have made um and just the leadership that they've been under and the entire cultural issues that they've had top to bottom as it relates to diversity equity and inclusion and representation and Yep. not paying for awards and just everything like top to bottom because burlesque didn't uh, deserve anything um well nbc has officially announced that the 2022 golden globes will not be shown on any of their networks so this when i talked about this last week i had talked that and i got it from oh, I got variety um that i talked about it from from the variety article where nbc said look we need them to fix it, and we're excited to see what they have. But until we see really demonstrable change, we may end up pulling them off. And they had threatened it. Well, they followed through on that threat um, and said that the 2022 Golden Globes award, Golden Globes awards, will not 
uh, have been canceled by NBC. Um, they basically, the quote is, uh, quote, we continue to believe the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is committed to meaningful reform. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association needs time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2022 Golden Globes. Assuming the organization executes on its plan, we're hopeful we will be in a position to air the show in 2023. So holy shit. I mean, following through and holding them to task. Um, and that's kind of the theme, I think, with Brian's news and my news, which is like the people following up on the promises yep. that they make to say yep. like, look, we need to see some stuff change or we are actively going to distance ourselves. Um, there have been just a whole, I mean, and like I said, there, they were having, they were again, the long story short from last week is they were criticized for not having any black members among its vote voting body Zero. of 87 members. Um, and they had committed to bringing on new people, um, uh, bringing on more diverse voices to their organization um, in an effort to kind of, you know, get some of that kind of nip some of that in the bud for the most part. Yep. So again, great for NBC, really excited. They followed through on it um, and we'll see. I mean, really to, to be honest with you, the burden of proof is on the Hollywood foreign press. I mean, if they follow through great I mean, and we're really happy that they were pushed to change, but Marcus and I were talking about this, too, is that I think the other aspect of this and that what I'm proud of NBC for doing is this isn't just about getting more diverse voices on the board. It's going through an organizational change because oh, you yeah. can bring on diverse voices until the cows come home. But if the culture is still toxic for people of color, they're going to leave that eventually and it's not going to be a successful change. They need to look at yep. some of this foundational stuff to make it work. So kudos to NBC. Yeah. Shout out to NBC. I mean, not, uh, there's nothing to cover that well, I mean, there's, I think it takes big, this slightly misogynistic, and, and but I'll just say it in an old saying: it takes big balls to make the decision that yeah. you that you do to decide to step away and not air something to make the right decision. And uh -huh. what I'm hoping is that the other agencies and the other award shows are paying attention because so we mentioned, I mean, you two mentioned that there needs to be a change, and then we mentioned oh, yeah. the podcast together that there had to be a change. So clearly somebody really wants to make change and genuine change means you have to take that hit. You're going to have to take yep. that hit. Don't air anything. I mean, it's not like you're really missing anything because if, if ratings are down shit, you may get more ratings because you made the decisions <laughs> to do this and people are going to be hoping That's fair. this shit better be worth it in 2023. That's fair. So, yeah. and, and, and there's not a lot of, come on, like there's not a lot of movies that are maybe going to gain a lot of awards because we've been in the pandemic. So 2023 is good timing for them to be like, Hey, That'll be a good time where things are kind of in this new normal, new swing of life. Maybe there's more that we can offer and more that we could do in the meantime. So yeah. just shout out to NBC just for doing the fucking right thing because that's what yeah, that's what it means. For sure. Well, that's, go ahead, Brian. I, oh, I just want to say last week, I, I Doug and I had this conversation of just how do you do this? And I said, you got to get to the bedrock. Like you have to, yeah. uh, you have to demolish everything at the top and get to the foundation. And this feels like a good step in doing that because mm -hmm. they're completely deplatformed now. There's no way nope. the Hollywood foreign press can do this now unless they set up their own YouTube channel or something and try to get everybody in someone's <laughs> or, backyard. Or, I mean, the other thing is now. they could go to another network. I mean, they could, uh, I mean, they I don't try. know what the, the details of their contract are, but right. generally try. in this world, most of the time, 
when one big conglomerate like NBC Universal yep. says, nope, not here, yep. everybody else, Fox, everybody else, Time Warner, everybody top yes. to bottom goes, nope, not here either. Like, you so, hope so. Or not you even, hope so. Right. So that's going to yeah. be the big thing is watching stations like TBS and Bravo and others and saying like, okay, let's make sure. Um, but again, the other thing is, is that we'll also start to figure out who owns what because <laughs> NBC says no if they can't go anywhere else, I mean, those are, that takes you off of a lot of stations. Mm -hmm. like, um, so and I forces think it'll the be, foreign press to get their shit together. That's the I mean, thing. base, I mean, basically, you know. which is, which is what they need. So <laughs> maybe have black, voting members black 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 that, you know, are film critics, Yeah, you know, like right. bare minimum, maybe just start shit, there. They I should have started shit that they should have did a long time ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, From the beginning. Yeah. You know, right. maybe don't take bribes. Like, I feel like those are two very basic things you can just start with. Yeah. And if you're going to take a bribe, at least take it for like a movie that's legitimate. Like, I mean, no, take it like if it's no. between two really great movies, not don't between like take the bribe. On one hand, we have. <laughs> Um, the Doug. departed, and on the other hand, we have burlesque. Well, burlesque gave us money, so we'll go with this them. burlesque slander. Will not stand. This yeah. Christina Aguilera vehicle was okay. Cher it was okay. Was She's okay. Old. Movies was bizarre. Some, some part. I'm not going to say that the dancing was actually very good. The storyline was awful, but I mean, the <laughs> dancing was fine. This turned into a that's half, a half That's half of all the musicals made today. Um, here's the. <laughs> Don't even get me started on music. Oh, no. Um, I can't here, do this. Here's, I can't do this today. Here's the other thing that I'll say is, are there other award shows that recognize TV? Sorry, I know that that sounds I mean, insane. the Emmys. You have the Emmys, okay. but, the Emmys. but the Golden Globes did both, right? That's what made it that's, special. That's what my question yeah, was. Is like, out. If you take the Golden Globes out of it, are there TV people who are now like, are there TV people who maybe were counting on it to win MTV. an award? So. No. I don't think so. You, you want to be I like, mean, here's maybe. your moon man. Like, yeah. that's the award. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. VMAs is going to go to fill oh, that Jesus gap. Christ. And then, so it's going to be the moon man award you're, now. You're right though, February. Brian. It is the, it is the Emmys. <laughs> the Emmys would be the next one to think No, about, get so it. They should be fine. I mean, they have the, the MTV movie awards, which is essentially which just like a giant both. ad though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. A and here's your golden popcorn. Hope you enjoy Taylor Watner. They have like awards for like best kiss and best action scene. I want to see that instead of the Golden Globes. Put that, put that on primetime television. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, before this completely unravels. I want to see the award, <laughs> award for best kiss. Darn it, on, on uh, primetime television. I want people tweeting about it. What like is the acceptance speech? And after that, that, I want DaBaby to come on and perform. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, that's, that's actually, yeah, that's probably, yeah, and then, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yes. What does the acceptance speech for best kissing on primetime television look like? We just did what we were directed and made sure our mouths <laughs> you know, were wet, uh, and we just went from there, man. That's you know, uh, that. I really have to give a lot of props to my co-actor and actress. Um, you know, oh, we just said a peck, but we really improvised a little tongue there. Just kind of went really there. We kind of went. Level. We kind of went for it. I <laughs> chewed a shitload of hubba bubba bubble gum yeah. to Shut really make bubble. sure my jaws were strong and my yeah. tongue was ready. Yeah, the music starts playing. She was over here. <laughs> this person over here was ready. They Next were tying knots with the Jerry Sims. We were just doing it top to bottom. The director said, "Good night, everybody." Yep, go. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they would go over the music. Like I they want to would, be very yeah. clear here. Yes, oh, yeah. And I, oh, of course, I gotta thank God. Like oh, what? Guys, <laughs> nothing, nothing without him. <laughs> okay, like, NBC. I know you're listening. Put us in charge of the next awards. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. Just let us do it. 
Just let, let us do the Oscars it, too. It. Fuck it. Just let us do Jesus. the Oscars. There's enough program planning experience between the three of us that we could we bullshit can, our way through it. We could so. plan a fire, fire, fire TV show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's that's the Golden Globe news that I have before we go too off the rails into producing an award show. So, Marcus, what do you have for Love news? It. <laughs> All right. Here was, here's, here's where I am. I'm going to find – I'm going to make, you know – make my stance and okay. say oh fuck wb fuck warner brothers studios and fuck yes. warner brothers studios and dc entertainment why this time okay. marcus <laughs> well brian <laughs> i'm glad that you asked okay I'm, I'm glad i did um why this time here wb <laughs> is a money hungry or organization now, there are a lot of money hungry organizations. You pick you pick your poison and on your own podcast, you make your own rant. OK, but on okay. this podcast that I have with my friends, I'm going to make the decision that WB is a money hungry fucking organization that does not genuinely give a fuck about diversity or okay. inclusiveness or just doing the right thing. OK, Do you mean is this it, the same organization that employed Joss Whedon? I just want to make sure uh, I, yes, we're talking about the same. This, sorry. No, that's a great question. Okay, great. You okay. This you. is the same organization that employed Josh Whedon. OK, great. Okay. And, and then also is promoting a 4k version of josh whedon's cut <laughs> after uh after all of the shit about josh whedon came out even when gal gadot goes to uh, a news station and says he did oh. threaten my career yeah this is the same place Ooh. um this is the same place that did not support Zack snyder's um snyder cut as a produce as a as a director did not support the full vision in fact tried to blackball his vision until the fans asked for it still has not put out numbers on the successes of the snyder cut okay understandable numbers me? like yeah. i didn't need to yes. know how many seconds someone watched it in yes. order to be able to do the i don't need to do long division to figure that out Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the same studio that uses the characters that that Zack Snyder casted to make their own versions, but is now making the attempt to wipe these versions clean from everybody's memories and existence so that they can create their own kind of bullshit multi multiverse is what they're going to call it. But they really don't have a fucking plan where they go and develop. They they, they this they Ava DuVernay's movie gets shelled. New God, this movie gets shelled from a phenomenal director, not just because she's black but because we know she has the track record as a phenomenal director and yeah, it's hot shit right um yeah. and they shelve that and instead they say we're gonna make the movie our man <laughs> fuck <the> wb <laughs> kiss my but ass marcus he takes a pill yes, it's a pill which makes him I... stronger and he uh, does not go forward in time i was told vehemently on internet comments he does <laughs> not do that which is very unclear so you know but that's the guy and can't go forward in time my granddad if i want to watch that shit i'd watch my granddad i don't that's, care about that's fair somebody taking a viagra and can't have any fucking superpowers <laughs> don't nobody want to see that shit okay Actually, um, I'd, I'd pay to see the opposite <laughs> erectile dysfunction just keep going. Oh, okay just keep going. all right just keep, yep. uh -huh. just keep it going uh so wb fuck you because you do not genuinely you you go and you're trying to make this black Superman movie and you yeah. go and say that it's based in the 20th century and because you think that you get J.J. Abrams and a black director that that is the route to take and you get this Blue Beetle movie with a Hispanic or Latinx or Lat uh, a Latino director that that is the route to go you're doing things for the sake as a fad 
of diversity and inclusion instead of doing naturally natural things like Sony is doing over there. I'm not going to get into big things with Sony, but Sony is, is doing it, doing the damn thing well. And we'll talk about that a little bit more um, later. WB kiss my ass. Now, Zack Snyder did a recent interview with a thing called Jake's Takes while he was doing the Army of the Dead interview. And yep. he had a quote that was just saying that um, he was just he was saying that WB is very anti Snyder for the lack of better words. That's literally what he said. He doesn't know if there will be a restore the Snyderverse. He doesn't he you know he, he, he hopes that cool heads will, you know, prevail, prevail. themselves at the yeah. studio and that they will be able to, you know, come to some agreement and hear the fans that the fans want more. So he seems like he would make more. But yep. he understands that the studio is very much anti Snyder. They don't even want that thing to exist in their multiverse. Um, the head at W be said that was a that the Snyder cut was a wrap up of the Snyder trilogy so really it'll go Man of Steel <laughs> Batman versus Superman extended cut and Ugh. then it goes the Snyder cut as the such a weird way to bill it Snyder. it's, it's such terrible. a weird way to bill it but you know there was some exec by the way that was like I got it I got it it's a trilogy and, and it's then just we're called done. a trilogy <laughs> yeah he did because they just happen to have the do? same characters three trilogy just call it because if it were four we'd be in trouble yeah, because then we have a quadrilogy. Then, sorry, keep going hard. Is it? <laughs> yeah, tag, then you call it a quadrilogy. I only oh, know it's because of Alien, because the Alien movies only used to be four. Yeah, and the late night commercial I would watch when I was a kid would be like, "Get the Alien quadrilogy," and I was like, yeah, "I'm not gonna Blu-ray. do that." Damn, that's a hell of a word, quadrilogy. I know it's a it's a deep cut. Um. But yes, WB, fuck you, because you clearly don't give a fuck about the fans. Um, you clearly don't give a fuck about the things that we are asking for. You're doing things that you want to do. I will say this as a black man. A black Superman based in the 20th century is nothing that I asked for. There are black characters that exist. And if you did not do things right by Ray Fisher and you did not do things right and were not held accountable properly and still is are not being held accountable properly yeah. because Josh Whedon cut is still being promoted in this 4K and you don't even promote the fucking Snyder cut like you were supposed to. You didn't yeah. do right by Ray Fisher, but you expect me to believe that you're going to do right by a powerful black super Kryptonian as a film. That's one. The other thing is you're not even developing the black characters that already exist like Icon or even though that's a milestone comic, but I think it floats over to DC, but Icon. No, it, it, it does. Icon I think you're right. It does float, right? Yeah. 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 So Icon, Static Shock, you have all of these other heroes that fucking exist, these black heroes that exist, but you won't touch them. Well, and again, I know it, that, yep. that Michael B. Jordan is his production company is is currently trying to produce a, a static shock script right now or doing that right now. But also you're just doing things just to do them to say that you did it. That's what it feels like. And the other thing I'll point out is to Marcus's point is remember, there were originally plans to do a Green Lantern somewhere in this yeah so marcus's point of like you could have done it and this is why i think this feels performative and i know there's a reason why that this feels performative it's because you had a choice then everybody's clamoring about that particular choice and it's trending on twitter because i read it like i i read it on twitter it was something that you looked at and people were talking about who was going to play what and the rumors of how that got eliminated and the discussion that went into it and then the next week next day 
somewhere in the future, you're suddenly like, well, guess what? Well, now we want to do a black Superman, which everybody's yes. fucking excited about. Yes. I know we couldn't be more excited about black yes. Superman. I mean, we might even get a black director to do black Superman. It's like, get fucked. No, people see this shit. Like, we're not. Too much so- on the black. But, too but much that's exactly what it is. No, you're right. Not you, Doug, but that's what it sounds like. No, that is that is absolutely That's exactly what it is. How many times can we say black in our announcement yeah. So that way people know that it wasn't about the Green Lantern colors. It wasn't about the Green mm-hmm. Lantern's skin color. It was like, well, it was just, it was Zack Snyder we had a problem with. Yeah. It and doesn't that's a, look and, that way. And it's a problem because Zack Snyder was like, he even admitted in an interview, I had my casting for the Green Lantern, John Stewart. The mm. studio would not let him do it. John, Zack Snyder shot the shit in his fucking driveway and yeah. the pictures and photos came out. Yeah. So then he told the studio, Okay, why can't it just be I do my version, you do yours and let the people decide? I'll tell you why. Because when Zack went and casted Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Zack, I mean, um, Cyborg and the Flash, he casted the perfect casting that the people loved. Yes. And WB could not top that because he went and perfectly casted the main heroes in the DC universe. So now they were forced to then take away some of that focus and back away some of that and mm-hmm. say, well, Matt Reeves is going to develop his own. He's going to do his own thing. We're going to use the flash to reboot and do a hard reset on everything. And then um, we'll go from there. It's just bullshit. That's what I'm going to say, because we have a movie to get to and WB, I'm going to yeah. be holding you fucking accountable, just like we did Whedon. And we said, fuck Josh Whedon. And no later than a year, no more than a year later, Whedon's ass was put out there. I'm going to say the same thing now. WB, fuck you. Because it, it's 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 yep. like that's enough now. That's enough. If you don't know how to do it, reach out and do what NBC did, and take the time to right. not do it and learn in that space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too here to just add on to this is that like Wonder Woman continues to be the exception that proves the rule that WB and DC don't know what they're doing. Like yes. they got out there with the yeah. first female build action movie of this era sure. is what i'll call it like starting in 2008 and that was a huge deal and they yeah. did it and it was like oh like if i was dc i'd just keep i would this is the strength that we have we can put mm-hmm. all these different people out in front how amazing would that be and yeah. then like as soon as they got a taste of that they're like no we're gonna well, keep it <laughs> we're just we're gonna try to cram it into this box of things that we know and is not and it's and it's super traditional and it's super safe and yeah. they just imploded on themselves and i think this green lantern casting too and the superman stuff is just evidence of that and, and everything that harkens back to doug because it's like you have all of these rich backstories right. of characters and mm-hmm. and john stewart right. by the way is the green lantern i grew up with and i feel like that's right. really important to put mm. out there because he was the only Green Lantern I knew. And when I started reading comics, I'm like, who's this Hal Jordan guy? He sucks. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he killed the Green Lantern Corps. He He's a know, ghost yeah. now. I, I don't understand. Bad. Like, yeah, John Stewart's bad. obviously the man. For like, sure, I yeah. don't understand y'all. But well, and the other thing totally that I think- whiff on that opportunity is just so emblematic of what they think is going to be successful, but they just can't see beyond. And Brian, oh, I want to boost Brian real quick, Doug. Brian had a good um, quote in the chat, and he said that they went and asked Snyder to build this castle, 
And then, well, Brian, I would rather you say your own thing. Sorry. Well, no, you're fine. I honestly, it, you know, they gave him the keys to the kingdom, right? So, mm-hmm. so to speak, after the mm-hmm. success of Superman. And whether you agree with this decision or not, WB was like, do the whole thing. <laughs> like, do yeah. the whole universe, Zach. Yes. And he was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to build some weird castles. And they're like, we don't care. Like, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you have to imagine WB leaves and they come back and then, like, he's just, Zack Snyder has made these beautiful, weirdly tall castles. They don't really all exactly fit, but they're gorgeous and you use whatever allegory you would like. And then WB's like, no, this isn't what we wanted. And he's like, but you gave me the keys to the kingdom. You told me to build. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Cut all these down. Make them more square. And then, like, all you have is a bunch of, like, half-finished square towers that is just soulless. So, in any case, that was the example I was was going for. The other thing that I think I was going to mention and the thing that I think is important is, and again, I don't really know, and I I imagine that in 10, 15 years, we're going to get a really great book out of this, like, that we can read to read about this nonsense. But I think the one thing that I think is really interesting is it almost feels as if that WB, they give Snyder the keys to the kingdom and they say, go nuts. And I think they expected (laughs) it to drink. I think they expected it to go down the way Marvel movies went down. Yeah. With a certain level of smoothness that everybody could appreciate, that everybody really liked and everybody bought into. And then they went like, oh man, we did Wonder Woman. We got out ahead of it. Like we did such a great job. But then they started to look in the person in the lane next to them and went, but- but there's so much more. They basically said there's so much more to be made with this yeah. than just being the first. Yep. Why can't we do both? And 100%. instead of focusing on running their own race, they leaderboarded the shit out of it. And they essentially yeah. said like, but they can do it so much better. It's like, they're two different. I mean, everybody's going to, I think there are some people who like boil superheroes down to basically it's, they're basically all the same. The story's oh, not that much sure. different, which is fine. And to a certain extent, I mean, some I agree and disagree on, on, on several different levels. And maybe that's a bonus episode, but like, it's just one of those things of like, you have to run your own race. You have yep. to focus. And I've been saying this a lot of like, you have to play in the sandbox. You have not the one you wish you had. Yeah, that's like true. you have to play with those those toys that you you have now instead of the ones you wish you had because if you do the ones you wish you had you make mistakes and you fuck this up so yep. and that's and that's a great example of this is like you give Snyder the keys to the kingdom and then you say like just make us anything we're excited <laughs> about it people like it but right. then fans and people start to say like eh, I don't really care for Snyder's you know use of XYZ style, like, or his right. style and they said yeah. like but everybody loves Marvel and, and not everybody loves this Snyder you got to get out and it's like yeah it's that that's where you started to be like you should have just stuck with what you had and let it stand alone and be different and if you had done that it would have been just so much better so that's that's really all that i have to say about that so no i like it thank you gentlemen for supporting me and my hatred for wb wb if you have any if you have any issues or any 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 combatant (laughs) statements that you would like to address please follow me on all my socials at marcus j destin and i would love to have a conversation with you um an open-minded conversation and maybe you can prove to me wrong um but until then it's going to be fuck wb and you all need to be held accountable as such so and warner brothers i would actually extend that discussion to happen on this very same podcast so if jeff johns is listening and love to come on and walk us through how you make decisions as an executive you have an open invitation sir and i would love to have you come on and have that conversation i don't give a fuck who you are we can all come in here (laughs) and 
hold hands and talk about this shit together. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we are a place of healing and catharsis, so it's not going to be safe space, smooth safe sailing, space. but we it's will get space. through it. So, um, well, gentlemen, that was great news. I'm very excited to talk about that. But we have a movie to get through. We do, uh, and it is this is some wholesome shit. This movie. So, oh, um, man. this week we watched the movies, the the movie, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is an animated movie on Netflix. It just dropped and came out on 30th of april so 30th, 30th of april first, wow yeah, 30th of april so literally not not too about a week ago so um quick rundown of the people in it and who's responsible for it um the directors were michael randa and jeff rowe um it was written by michael randa and jeff rowe um it stars abby jacobson as katie mitchell danny mcbride as rick mitchell maya rudolph as linda mitchell uh Eric Andre is Mark Bowman. Um, Olivia Coleman is pal. Fred Armisen is in this. Beck Bennett is in it. Chrissy Teigen is in it. John Legend is in it. Um, Blake Griffin is also in it. Conan O'Brien is in it. Um, basically, this is like a bunch of like really great um really great <laughs> voice actors that um and regular actors that came yeah, together. Yeah, that's a good case. Um, wow. and so it's on Netflix Netflix, so we don't necessarily have um data on like box office because it comes with a subscription. So there's no box office for us to get into. Um but Marcus, do you want to give us a rundown of the synopsis of the Mitchells versus the machines? Yeah, for sure. Um so Here's what happened. Found found this movie completely by accident because I had my siblings came to visit me for the weekend from North Carolina. And this Doug had mentioned it, but I didn't think anything of it. And then we came across this movie. So here's my synopsis after one watch. And um, also, we're going into spoilers here, folks. If you don't oh, know this, that's welcome. right, Brian. We're gonna that's we're right. gonna spoil this. We're gonna talk about everything. Thank that's you, Brian. Because we you, always Brian. forget. We always just hop we right do. into that motherfucker. So here's what happened. You get this movie about um, this young lady who has this creative bug in her. She likes to make movies. She likes to be creative, but she has a papa who just does not understand. He is a nature's man, okay? He is one that builds with his hands. He is one that believes in survival tactics, and he's trying to teach his family how to survive when it boils down to it and, and give them the necessary tools of life. So what had happened was you get this entire movie where these two are bickering back and forth about the whole damn thing, okay? She doesn't really understand him. He doesn't really understand her, but the rest of the family is cool. Super close with her brother, super close with her mother. So then all of a sudden, iPhones come to life. So then when the iPhones come to life and there's a black Steve Jobs, iPhones come to life, and they do this thing where siri gets pissed off because the black steve jobs the he threw the old siri away and developed this new siri that got walking talking robots kind of like irobot meets iphones yep. and so there, there's this thing they do tasks and then siri gets upset the little it's called pal but the, the it's, a, it's in relation to siri siri gets upset turns all the little irobot iphones on everybody and humans mm -hmm. and makes it her mission to capture all the humans shoot them in the space and then have the robots live as this utopia and this better environment and does not find a reason why humans need to fucking live so then you get this entire movie where this family is trying to get their shit together they're trying to also understand each other and also save the world but they're so not idiotic they are so dysfunctional that they yes. kind of yes under the radar of normal functional and are able to win in the end so that's kind of what the movie was about that's a great synopsis i'm really yeah. happy with it good, that's good actually work. super oh, thank you, yeah crush it again thank you um, thank you gentlemen this movie is just wholesome top to bottom yeah, like it, it is. is it is <laughs> oh it gosh. is pure like family like 
family centric with such great humor to it that <sighs> like that it's just it just it was it was well done but i'm very curious that was kind of my quick take on it i'm curious what was y'all's impression and your experience with the mitchells versus the machines this was a reset for like my soul and i know that okay. sounds very dramatic but this movie just has good vibes emanating from almost oh, every line sure. of dialogue and if it isn't a line of dialogue it's from a single frame and it's, yeah it, yeah I don't know. It, it just taps into a different part of your feelings that I think we all can enjoy or relate to on mm-hmm. some level. And it's always finding these, I don't know, it, it's something I really connected to. And it, For sure. I also have an experience because I watched this with Liam, my four-year-old son oh, and sure. my wife. And it. he like laughed so much. He connected with it. And like immediately when we finished it, he was like, can we watch it again? And like, there's been like two Ooh. movies he's done that with. Oh, and it's wow. And Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. And this oh, one. Well, look at that. So it's just, it has a lot of emotional impact for me. So while dramatic, it, it just, it it makes you feel good. And, and saying it's a warm blanket is is a disservice to like warm blankets. Like it, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. It is Brian. more than a warm blanket. That's oh, fantastic. Like Jesus Christ. No, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I went, look, I went for it. Like you, you asked me, I'm going to tell you. No, that that's really great. cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to rush you there, Brian. I I'm very sorry. Uh, Marcus, no, what do you got? Fine. Uh, for me, uh, for me, I'm I'm with Brian. I don't want to undershoot this movie by just keep saying that it's a pure movie, but genuinely, at its core, it's a pure movie. Um, like I said, I found this one by accident, and the kids wanted my siblings, sorry, wanted to watch a movie on my immersion lights. So they just wanted to watch mm. something that was colorful, oh, sure. oh, something that really set the lights off. Oh, it's it is it's great, Brian. Oh. Um so we just watched it cuz we had got back from from being out all day. It was my first day with them, went drove, came back down, and they were just sleeping over until tomorrow and um we watched this movie and it was late. It was like maybe like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So we saw this movie, watched it. I promised them I would watch a movie. So we were all tired, but we hit this point where we were like, man, we are so tired. They were right. sleepy, but they were right. like, we have to finish this movie. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we want to really finish this movie. So we yeah. watched it and it was just so, it was, it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It felt like something new. It was something original. It was something that was lighthearted, colorful, the animation yes. in it, the way that they went about it was just like, this was exactly what I needed, especially after talking all that shit about Netflix is kind of hit or miss. This was a hit. Oh, th- sure. this is a home run. I mean, it was yeah, a sure. home run. And this was while looking for the original movie we were actually supposed to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, man, I really got to go watch that movie. And then seeing this, Doug had mentioned it before and was yeah. like, yo, that movie was fire like chef's uh, kid. It was really and good. I, I saw this and I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So I really enjoyed the movie. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. What you got to no, say? I think it's important for our listeners to know we had a totally different movie queued oh, up. We indeed. all committed to it. And we a Tyler in Saturday in morning. A different stadium in an entirely different sport. <laughs> yeah. In an entirely like, different realm. <laughs> that's like, the best way to put it. Wildly different. Um, but mm. Saturday morning, both of you, I think, talked about it. Mm-hmm. And it was on my radar like two days before that. And then Maggie had said she wanted to watch like a nice, easy movie for Mother's Day. And I was like, hey, about Mitchell's and Machines, I've heard good things. And, yeah. and then that's how it all came about. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all word of mouth. I, that's, that's the point I want to All make. word of mouth. All, for Doug, I think for me, what it was, was if Doug hops into a chat 
and says that a movie was a chef's kiss. But here's the thing. <laughs> Doug was not with his kids, right? And so the yeah, context was Doug was not point. with his kids. And I looked up the title of the movie because I hadn't heard of it and saw that it was an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Doug said that this movie was good. So I was just going to put it like kind of in my queue. Yeah. There. I think I, I think the kids wanted to see it. And I just went from there. I think I started it by myself because Brittany and I have sometimes weird schedules where if she right. picks up Harrison, then she has to oftentimes like eat her lunch then and then go back to oh, work. Whether okay. oh, and then okay. I just take my lunch by myself at around noonish. So I think I started this by myself and then I finished it like on that Friday after everybody had taken off. And that's when I was like, this was really good. And I, and the other part of it is, is that like, I don't typically get like, teary-eyed in movies i oh, i typically man. am able to disassociate a little bit of like that's on a talk screen. about it doug and this movie that end scene and i think it's the music the, the music of that particular sequence when she's going to college and that fucking cigarettes comes on that piano comes on i started to tear up and that whole thing yeah. of him sitting and watching the home movies at the beginning yeah. of all of it mm-hmm. after having this big fight same and I think it's Same. because I'm living that moment now. So I was almost seeing That's myself in the future a little bit of going back. Yeah, there's going to be a moment where I go back and I, again, not to be too on the nose, but I swipe through my phone or I watch a video or I see something yeah. and I relive it. And there's, so there was something about this that was like, man, they captured this shit so well. Yeah. And the writers, yeah. I thought it was absolutely genius. And I had this moment after that, like once the credits started rolling, because I was like, fuck this is a family movie written by family people like this yeah. isn't like this movie wasn't just like I a fucking tie fucking die wb that's how you fucking do it <laughs> stupid strap in wb this is gonna come up a lot um but this is like this was a movie where like they started to make it and i was like no 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 like this isn't just some movie they made they yeah. wanted to pay homage to their families. Yeah. Like absolutely. they wanted yeah. to show like, absolutely. no, no, no. Like it's our families that kind of made us and put us in this position. Like this was so much like a, almost like a biography of their own lives that they kind mm-hmm. of played out through this allegory of this, this Mitchell's versus the machine stuff, but oh, it was yeah. great. And I'm not really surprised. I mean, about the level of humor. I mean, if you look at the writers, they have credits from working for like disenchantment, which is a Netflix animated yep. series by, by, by um oh, Matt Groening. That um, makes sense for casting because both yeah. Eric Andre and uh-huh. Abby Jacobson are leads in that. Yep, so absolutely. Oh, being the oh, connection here. I didn't know who Abby Jacobson. I know Eric Andre just from being fucking Eric Eric Andre, but uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't know the other lead. So that okay. Got yep. it. And then the other writer has experience, and this makes sense for the for the little kid. He has experience writing and working on Gravity Falls. Oh, so you that like also that makes makes a I love of Gravity sense. Falls. I love Gravity Falls. Oh you put all really, of that context good. and all of that like no wonder really great this. stuff into it. Oh, and by the way, the executive producer worked on uh so a Star Wars solo, a Star Wars story worked on uh, huh. into the Spider Verse. His track record of like the executive, the EP on this, yeah, he did a ton of like really great shit that everybody loved. So there is no part of me that found yeah. this particularly surprising that it was this enjoyable. Oh, this sort Lord of and Miller, 
Who yeah. did the Lego movie? He did yeah. the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, was, this was team is exceptional. This was a yeah. pr- this was a dream team working on a really truly well written and well flushed out story wow. that is so much more than just a because the trope in and of itself is relatively mundane and used, right? Um, oh, oh a, my gosh, yes. A, a kid doesn't feel identified or heard by their parents until something happens and suddenly they've come together to to overcome yep. that particular yep. issue. This yep. was an original take on that particular trope which i just i found very rewarding top to bottom so so here's what i got so i want to remind the audience well I, I don't know if we really said it directly but brian mentioned it when liam asked to watch the movie again this is really the same people who did spider-man into yep. the spider-verse <laughs> yep. which is why the animation looks so familiar <sighs> so right crisp. And so I'm looking at some of this, some of the concept art that they put out on IMBD. And originally this, they went through several animation changes with uh, these characters and what it looks like. Yep. And originally this film was called Connected and it was supposed to come out, I guess, in theaters. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's it, really it was, cool. I'm looking at the art right now and they really went through some heavy, heavy changes. And I'm because <laughs> you have to look at it just because so <laughs> some of this stuff looks creepy, but they did very well. And so this will be my first thing that I liked about it. The animation throughout yeah, the it's, it's not just the way the main animation, it's the animation within the animation, the yeah. different types. There were moments where it looked like these were real life photos that people were, were using, right? And then yep. it would look like there were moments that these were drawings or cartoons. And then it would look like there were moments where it was a completely different type of animation to tell the different story about her mind and her how she processes movies and art and how she envisions oh, this world around yes. her. And that was the thing that caught my attention. Yeah. Okay. One, because it really looked good in the lights. And two, it kept my attention throughout to look at the screen and mm-hmm. try to catch as much as I could. Oh, um, yeah. Just like Into the Spider-Verse. The way that yeah. they did that yes. animation was like incredible, incredible. And it was colorful and it was popping and it felt like refreshed. That movie also felt refreshing when it came out yeah, too as well. Very true. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have this movie. And I think the context of where I was at the weekend where my family was coming down to visit. Oh, yeah. I was in a family mode where this just made sense to me. You yep. know what I'm saying? And it wasn't yeah. a sad family movie where it was when they hit that sad part of the movie, it was so sad that it was hard to overcome. It was still, you know, achievable that there was st- like mm-hmm. they could still do it, that they still loved each other. And it wasn't like uh, too sad of a moment. So I, I, the first thing I say I like about it was the animation. I really oh, I sure. know. Hands down. I mean, they took that Spider-Verse engine. They had to. Yeah. Whatever engine oh, they yeah. used for that. And yeah. then scaled back some of the stuff and then amped it up like with a lot of the the uh PAL visuals, like with the yeah. PAL headquarters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It looks like something out of Tron. And I know I've mentioned yeah, that before, but there's just stuff straight up that is like you you like Tron and I'm with you because it's just like glowing walkways like heavy neon and they just max out like they they just took the saturation slider slid it all the way to the oh, right yeah, for sure um, yeah. and the color one and slid it, and it and it works and it and i agree marcus like the you, you're having like three or four different styles in this movie sometimes mm-hmm. it once i, yes. I mean it's yeah. impressive yeah yeah i also i i think the other thing that in addition I, I i absolutely agree the animation really makes this and marcus those those original like test like animated mm-hmm. moments that they had are nuts they have very like bob's burger vibes associated <laughs> with it which yes. is very Super odd Bob burger that's so, a great comparison that is so, yeah which is just so out out 
out there. But I think the other thing that I really appreciated about it is I really do genuinely appreciate the humor like that they yes. used oh, because they yeah. could have made it very. And I love how they used the actors at their disposal to do mm-hmm. the humor. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I immediately knew when they got Conan and Brian involved, <laughs> I immediately, like I immediately was like, Oh, that's Conan. And this makes complete sense for why yeah. he's doing this part. That, like, yeah, that's perfect. That's a great analysis. And so though. I think in addition to the animation is I think that they really leaned into and used their, the talent that was around them to really, I mean, the animation is great, but you need the voice actors to bring these characters to life. And they really leaned in and used that talent really, really yep. well. So yeah. I thought that that was just awesome. Like fire. Top Super and if we're talking about product. voice talent, we got to give a shout out to Maya Rudolph here. She oh, is for sure. a phenomenal actress. She's, I feel like she's in everything. Yes. And she, so I was a little nervous cause I'm like, Oh, she's going to play like the mom. And I feel like in a lot of these movies, <laughs> out goes, for her. Yep. It gets really tropey of like, I kind of knew the beats, right? Because I watch right. a lot of movies and TV and I read a, like, I, yep. I kind of know the beats and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's such a good talent to be wasted like this. And then it gets to the third act where she like loses it yeah and like is like yeah, you're gonna hurt good. my child you're, you're going to hurt my hurt child my or i can't remember the exact moment and it goes into like kill bill mode is the best yeah. way i can describe mm-hmm. this it was the and same music was- brian yeah, it, it was magnificent. And I feel like they maxed out Maya Rudolph and it felt like they're like, you know how wild you are on Big Mouth? Bring it on over here. Bring it on it, over the here. The third act, it it's is a little bit you different. Bring it just on over pretend here. you're in Big Mouth, but you have a sword and a flying robot. And yeah. like it, she nails it. And it's one of the funniest parts in the movie. Oh, for sure. Everybody, it connected with everybody. And I think, you know, go ahead, Marcus. Go ahead, Marcus. Was, um, was, was Michael, I'm going to get his name right. Michael, oh, take your time. Rianda, yeah, who played Aaron Mitchell, yeah, the son who loved dinosaurs, yeah. was probably my favorite part of this whole movie. Do you mean the, <laughs> do, do you was, mean the kid that Harrison will eventually become? Yes, I, I, you know what? That is exactly who he reminded me of. You want to talk about no dinosaurs? lie. Because he was very much like, you want to talk about that? He was calling in a phone book. Do you want to talk about dinosaurs? No? Okay, cool. Do you want to talk? And then him seeing the girl neighbor, the posy neighbor, neighbor, Uh and being like, no, never mind. I hate you. Don't, I never want to see you again. I hate your guts. It was just so genuine. And, and here's, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. I'll get to my next. Here's what I was going to say. I think in addition into Brian's point about like the part where it went very kill Billy, this was yeah. a group of people who loved movies and were very impacted by movies oh, yeah. and wanted yeah. to pay like wanted to pay tribute to those movies that really like were foundationally important to them. And so for me, I think that's another way in which that I connected with this was because I did a whole like when I was in high school, I was the kid that was making bullshit movies with my friends on the weekend where it was yeah. like, how can we make something that was a tribute to the Lord of the Rings? And yep. I, I, I have it in my head. I know exactly what it was about. I can explain it to you yep. top to bottom. Yep. And that's what it was. We were just paying tribute when we were doing it there. And this movie was like the professional version of that. So that's another <laughs> yeah. connectedness to it of like, yep, this is from Kill Bill. And yep, this is from The Great Outdoors. And yep, this is from uh, Vacation. Like there were so many mm-hmm. parts of that that just really kind of like and- fired all of those synapses for me too. 
And then Marcus, I don't want to drop your points, so but I just want to say this one thing before you go. I forget. And the thing I enjoyed about this movie, because I was I, I had a very similar experience. Me and my friends would make movies. We mm-hmm. made one called Mission Improbable. I have it on CD. I have it on a disc in my entertainment system. Wow. Like yeah, it is. Can we premiere that on the Patreon? Oh, love for that maybe not. Um, but <laughs> maybe you can get some stills. In any case, mm-hmm. it connected with me for that regard and everything that you know abby J- katie's character was going mm-hmm. through but the thing that i want to highlight here is i feel like the normal not normal the safe approach to this movie with a studio is that you make the arc being the dad being like you know what you're okay kid like making yes. movies is okay and yeah. that was like almost a subplot almost yeah. to an extent because it was katie abby jacobson's character mm-hmm. just becoming more comfortable with herself and accepting the things that she couldn't change or just knowing like, you know what? Like I gotta go like, I, this is where I'm going to succeed and I need to go there. And like, maybe I'll connect with my dad and maybe I won't. And the, I don't know. I feel like most movies, it would just focus on the dad or the parent accepting it. And it didn't necessarily do that. It, it got there, but it was to the service of Katie. Like it was to Katie's service and it focused her and centered her. And it was like the, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining this. I'll do you one better, Brian. Because I completely agree with you. The 80s version of this movie is (laughs) Katie is by herself and her dad remains stagnant. Like that's, yeah, that's never, exactly. been, that's, that's 16 candles. That's dirty dancing. That's, that's a good, that's yeah. a very, like, it's about Katie learning to basically say like, I don't need my family, but this yeah, is, yeah. this movie is Everybody not only do I need mm-hmm. my family, I am a product of their weirdness yep. and mm-hmm. I just need to be more comfortable with that while simultaneously getting the, the input from the parental yeah. perspective. Like, yeah. so I think that this is, this takes a, 80s trope and they basically say let's blow it up and make it so much bigger than it already is so i think you were spot on brian like you were absolutely right this is her just becoming more like confident marcus you had a point though that we've probably forgotten or moved on from uh no it's okay no i think i think it's good we're just having a natural conversation and just talking about the movie that we just enjoy like we don't have to break it down one of two things my first really surprised that danny mcbride didn't get on my nerves here, yes. here's why i'll say that yeah. he has a he has a habit of doing too much for me sometimes in movies because yes. it's just his sense of humor and it's not necessarily mine like he's right. a good side so when you when you bring mm-hmm. danny in as a main um it can be overbearing sometimes here's what but it felt genuine in his voice acting and i felt like showed a lot of his range to be able to be in this more serious role as this father figure and not just this super duper goofy character yeah um like, like an earnest sense. father figure not yes like right. eastbound yes. and down but make it a dad yes right? yes yeah and also and it's not and it's not like danny was forced to be they didn't tell him be a goofy dad no it just it felt more like they just told you just make it your own and make it natural mm-hmm. right important to that I watched Absolutely. a movie again, shamefully watched a movie where he is the lead <laughs> and he's obnoxious. <laughs> right. right? Like, he's in your highness. I watched your highness and your, your point Marcus is if you take that movie and make it animated, I think it's probably funnier. 
Yes, I, yeah. I would say that. Yeah, because, I would say that because you're not getting. He's sometimes he he's a very physical comedian that does a mm-hmm. lot with his his faces and his mannerisms, and he really takes on. He basically puts a little bit of himself into the character, and then puts a little character into himself, and mm-hmm. then goes that route with it. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's why sometimes he can come off that way. Like I love his stuff. I think he's I think he's a very funny comedian. I love mm-hmm. Eastbound and Down. Um, but I agree with you. I think like you. Take Take that physical mannerism out of it, and I think he becomes even funnier than he was. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very different movie. If this is an mm-hmm. in-person movie, that's not the casting I'm going with. No, but this no, role no, in it being no, no, animated, no, 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 he no, just no. did it perfectly. And again, that's not a shot at Danny McBride. Danny, if no, you're listening, this no. is not a shot at you. No, I like so. I like Danny McBride, and I and when I say annoying. I get annoyed easily because I was having a conversation <laughs> with Doug about Kevin Hart and this new fatherhood. Oh, that we were. And I was just like, I get annoyed by people easily if they get into this role or they get into this pattern where they're doing the same thing all the time, right. just yep. in different roles. Right. And there was a moment where Danny McBride was doing that, mm-hmm. but then there was a moment where he did step out of that. So I'll admit that too. I just enjoyed him as the dad in this because mm-hmm. it takes a lot to lead a movie like this. And the two leads seem like they riffed off each other very well. It just seemed like a natural vibe. The other thing I was going to say is um, WB, this is how you do diversity because when you see it throughout, it was normal. It was not deeply hinted at. It was not forced. It wasn't any of that. It was just like there was Eric Andre, who was this tech mogul. And he just was. He just was. And it wasn't the idea that we had to point out the fact that he was Black or unnecessarily make it like, and it shows that. And the sexuality of um of oh, of Katie, so the Katie, the sexuality of Katie up. that was subtly just pushed in there, just, didn't really need a lot of the extra shit in there. Um, and it just, just winding Brian up. It I just was, just, and so that's what I appreciated was. Um, the diversity throughout because the po you had the posies, you had Eric Andre yes. as mm-hmm. the lead. You had all the variety of surrounding characters that we didn't get to know were also diversified as well. And that is what I enjoyed about the film, I think, the most, which is is what keep what kept me invested. Sure. Sure. It was Brian, do you have anything to say about the diversity of this movie? <laughs> and I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I might have on? a few heated words, but oh, uh, did you say I say the do... magic word? He did say <laughs> the magic word. He did. He did say it. <laughs> I do want to say there is good representation in yes. this film. And I, I enjoyed that Absolutely. they play like they played with a lot of tropes here. And it mm-hmm. really feels like they watched like the Chevy Chase family vacation. They're like, okay, oh, that's a good like absolutely. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if there's robots and it's more reflective of the world we live in? And yes. then they went for it for sure and succeeded. And it, it did. It, it hit mm-hmm. every note. And so one thing I do want to say, and this is a minor tangent, but I, I do feel like it's important. And I feel like if you listen to this podcast, this stuff matters to you. So uh, as a parent, uh, we do like to make sure we, we understand what we're watching before we're watching it with kids. And so I, me being me, I'm a busy parent. Uh, I just Googled Mitchell's versus machines parent guide. Right. And it took me to IMDb immediately. Uh, probably because based on my cookies as well, by the way. And IMDb, uh, it has a parent guide. And I feel like this is important to say, and I didn't know this, the parent guide is completely community run. It is not an it is not administered by the That website. is very good to know. I did not know there that. There are no moderators. That's very uh, good to know, Brian. And by the way, oh. IMDb is owned by 
Amazon, which let that sink in for a second. So it's not like a lack of resources. They could do this. They just choose not to. Real life Lex Luthor over there. That's right. Think about. And Mm. so this is going to come into play very soon. And so I go to the parent guide. And if you if you go there, you have to scroll down a little bit if you're on your phone, whatever. And under sex and nudity, it's it's they ha- they break different colors and it's like it's it's fine, but you can see that people have written stuff there. And so I clicked on it and it it <laughs> I want to make sure I pull this up so I get this right. Um, and basically one of the spoilers, at least when I looked on my mobile phone yesterday, it said that, uh, hey, spoilers, when Linda asks if Katie if she and Jade are official at the end of the movie, this suggests that both Katie and Jade are dating. And if you can't see my face, making an incredulous face. Hey, saying, for Patreon to see Brian's face. <laughs> you want to see Brian's face, please. Get what to- is this? Because you're basically giving a sex and nudity warning for two people who m- might or suggest someone in a relationship. And the only thing I can think of that this might even crop up like this is because they both are women and it might not be a heteronormative relationship. And that pissed me off. And it really made me angry because one, somebody took the time to go and write this on this website for other people to see. And it is not true. This is not a warning. This is a relationship like any other relationship you don't go to star wars and there's not a spoiler for sex and nudity saying hey padme and anakin might they're gonna they're, they're in a relationship there's no warning for that i'm gonna save you the trouble there's no warning for that because it's a heteronormative relationship, relationship. and that's bad it is trash that someone felt that this needed to be a warning so i was like maybe it's just an imdb thing nope went to parentspreview.com the next link under there right because you're a busy parent same thing. There is a warning saying that there may be a bisexual or lesbian relationship, which is not a warning. Someone's relationship shouldn't be a warning in a movie. Especially Brian, is that other website community run as well? I have to double check. I, I got too upset to do more research, <laughs> to be completely honest. Brian, and if someone wants to point Sunday. it out to me, like hot. I'm more than willing to have the conversation. But these are the first two links that popped up for me and probably a lot of parents. And I am. It, it makes me upset that this is. This has to be a warning. It's not a warning, and it's actually completely opposite of what this movie stands for. Because it's about Katie accepting herself and going on that adventure and understanding what that means for her. And you should watch this movie regardless of her relationship status and who she's in a relationship with. And it really upsets me because there's no accountability for this. And I'm going to connect it back to the movie because Eric Andre makes the perfect point. What could go wrong by giving all of our information to these giant tech people and organizations? Something like this, where you make a warning about something that's not a warning and it's someone's relationship and a very real, like very real relationships are that are similar to it around the globe. So it's trash. Uh, I don't like it. If you didn't know about this about IMDb, now you know, and you can do you can do a lot of things about it. You can actually post on it yourself or downvote stuff. I didn't know this. And that's a way that we can fight this because it's it's wrong and we should be accepting and not saying that a relationship should be a warning. So that's my rant. That's also, what I'm heated about. Also, really quick, if I may, between the two of you, fantastic, Brian. Um, also, really quick, gun to your head, Marcus and Brian. Which one was Jade? 
So get <laughs> fucked. Like that's that's the point I'm making. Is is uh, here's the other thing. You're absolutely right. Even if that even if that is the theme of the story, even if that is the theme of the story, right? Like I even if that is a a part of her fucking identity that she identifies as a mm. as as being bisexual or LGBT or what or whatever that may be. And it doesn't matter. And Brian's absolutely right. It doesn't need a warning label. That's like going into the ocean and bitching that there might be a dead fish in it. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I need to put a warning on this. And it was not enjoyable and not for children because, yep, five seconds of it saying, are you guys official and are you coming home for dinner? What? That undoes all of it? It's that does all, all of it top to bottom. It's not like a, Hey, are you and that other woman scissoring? Cause if so, you should come home for Thanksgiving. It's not fucking explicit. It's insinu- insinuated and it's insane. It's the most insane thing well, in the history of the world. <laughs> I also want to make a point like, and it also, you have like 61 of 78 found this helpful. And I'm just like, who are you? People? It's not, it's not helpful at no. all. Are you people? Like, I want to know. Are you I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like, we could go bomb this, by the way. We we could review bomb this if we really wanted to. Also, we could go really there quick. and, and like, go to IMDb really and just, yeah. Are you kissing that woman? Because if so, let us know if you're coming home for dinner. Like, that's like, not. And they weren't even in the same room. Nine right? people no. found this severe for sex and nudity. Like, what is your deal and who are you and please like maybe take a seat i, I, I just in, in all seriousness well not to say that your points are no, serious go ahead what i'll say mine is, wasn't i do scissoring i was do explicit. <laughs> scissoring right before you get the wishbone for thanksgiving is really like the visual image in my head um <laughs> that's terrible um but what i'll say is i i hope that um these people that 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 feel this way I, I hope that when it's if if it ever happens that your children or your children's children or nieces, nephews, whatever family end up in these type of relationships, that you'll be a lot more supportive than what you're showing, because the world needs empathy. It's easy to hit a down button. It's easy to leave a comment when you're behind a phone and nobody can really find you. Um, and a lot of the times people would never say these things or voice these opinions in public. But the world requires us to be more empathetic and more loving. And it requires our world to be our, the art that we produce to be more reflective of the world that we live in. Like the world that we knew does it no longer exist. There are so many, there's more identities that exist out there and it's not as black and white as you think it is. And because you deem something to be, um, maybe unacceptable in your eyes, the message that you give is like communication is all about messages and symbols. And it's all about how we put right. these symbols together and how people perceive them. When you put this stuff out there, it takes away from the movie. You missed the whole point of the movie to leave that comment. You missed the point yeah. of the film. The film wasn't technology versus no technology. You missed yep. it. It's about oh, appreciating that family. That is a great point. That is a great for who point. They, for who they for are. For who they are. Yes. Who the they parents are. never once gave a fuck about 
They didn't give a no. fuck about her sexuality. The mom invited her to the crib. The dad, the movie is literally surrounded <laughs> by, around the daughter loving movies, the dad not understanding. But here's the catch, taking the time to fucking get it and yeah. meet somebody halfway. Or at least even to say, movie. even if he didn't get it, making an effort to make try and understand effort. as misguided as that effort might have been. Yes, a and continuous will, effort. Right. That's the other thing. And I feel like it's important too that a lot of like LGBT plus representation in movies, it's usually like, oh, this person identifies as this. We're making the whole movie about them coming yes. out or like yes. some type of traumatic type of crap. Or, or yeah. and this movie flamboyanting them. Just yes. totally sidestepped that because they knew it was a trope. And it was like, well, yeah, she is. But that the main point of the movie mm -hmm. is her connecting with her father, which uh, connecting with a family member is something we all, most of us can resonate with. It's like a even detail releasing that different. like, Oh, by the way, in addition to liking movies, she also likes ice cream. So there's that for you yeah. too. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it it literally doesn't matter. And I and to to build off of Marcus's point that not only does the world require empathy, hate is a heavy burden to carry. It like is. people who have any type of like hate or loathing in their lives is really hard to keep that shit up. Like and it is just so depressing top to bottom. So like I, I hope I hope that you're more kind and you can tr teach that that loving attitude toward toward it eventually because not only does the world require it, your children and our children require it. Like yeah. they need to see the world to, as a place where hope and yeah. love and kindness exist. Just and to understand just, it, it's fucking weird. Just it, it, understand it. I'm not asking you to bring it in, no. into your home. I'm not asking right. you to change everything that you no. to, to to change everything about you. I'm just asking empathy and yeah. understanding just yeah that's it well and just that. treating other people like nor the like right just way. humans like people yeah, I, like right. you I, want to be you treated. Know? absolutely yeah the and rule so, is not treat people like you want to be treated it's treat people better than you would want to be treated for Flat sure for ruled sure. there it is yeah it, it's as simple as that yeah. um love it love but, it but yeah in, in any case that <laughs> that wasn't about this movie by the way i no, I, I got upset about people. that because this movie is so good this, this yeah. movie yeah hits so many things and I, I mean it's just so hard to get all of them but yeah. i feel like katie's story is something that we can all relate to and i feel like that's i think that's something really special right and it does i mean it, it you're absolutely right her family has something that's for everybody and i feel like her family takes almost like the modern family show approach of like these aren't just like this isn't the cleavers anymore like this is a, yeah. the families are have richer deeper more meaningful identities that that are that you need to understand and that they're not so simple as just like a you know the nuclear family going through some stuff <laughs> like there's people are complex and to use the you use the movie's language families are weird yeah, and not everybody weird. is a cookie cutter family families like are weird posies. So well, and, and, and as much work. as we want to be the fucking posies, here's here's my thing. As much <laughs> as all of us, in some sense, think we are the posies or strive to be the posies, we are not. We are more nine times no. out of ten. We are much so the Mitchells. We're 100%. dysfunctional. We're different. We're unique. We require different things, and that's okay. The Mitchells is a is symbol was symbolic to me that it's okay to be imperfect. The robots were built to be this perfect thing and they didn't even work the right way. Yep, but the, the whole point of the film was this, what they title as dysfunctional is, is more a traditional family. 
everybody's not going to get it 100% correct 100% of the time. Yep. And we don't need to be the Instagram worthy posies in order to be a loving, understanding family. We well, can be the Mitchells and still thrive and survive. And I yeah. thought that was a beautiful metaphor too at the finale when all the robots can't, they cannot identify the dog as a dog <laughs> a or loaf a of pig, bread. and then it's a loaf of bread and then they explode, right? That's, that's so and funny. For me, I loved that because it really underscored the, like, the main text of the film, right? That you don't have to be perfect, but you, you have to keep trying or that you find a way to connect right because these robots they don't they don't have that they're just lines of code and once they mm -hmm. fail they just flip out or their heads fall off right they're just done they don't mm -hmm. keep going it's they can't fantastic learn metaphor. they can't find a better way right like you can have a different type of robot like we saw the one that Maya Rudolph like demolishes right yeah. yeah but at the end of the day it's still the same thing of humans having this innate ability to just keep trying to connect and that's what makes it superior right then these robots who think they can run everything right. they just stop once they reach that point where they can't figure it out or it doesn't make sense and humans keep going and that's the value of family whether it's chosen or biological and i just thought that was a beautiful message that's oh, and brian the robots right. the robots brian deborah bot 5000 <laughs> they made the deliberate effort and said that if we see that you can change we changed our yeah. programming Totally. It's yeah. as simple as that for them. Yeah. It's, it's ones and zeros for robots, but it was just as simple to say, if you could change, why couldn't we? Right. And I for thought sure, that was sure. just wonderful. That's great. And I'm so happy you brought that up because it's this wonderful writing too of just like, I was really worried. I was very worried, y'all, that this movie was going to be like, throw away your phones and go outside yeah. and be like yeah. Mr. Mitchell. And I was so relieved at the end of the film when it was just like, yeah, like devices are devices. Like it can be good or bad. That's not the point of the film. It's just it's find a way it. to connect for Katie. That's doing it through a phone and silly movies, which are like awesome and rad for right. a movie podcast. So obviously we're going to think that, but for him, yeah. it was doing these hikes and, and I could go yeah. off with the other characters, dinosaurs and whatever. Right. Um, but everybody, I, everybody, I everybody has their geek. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I can yeah. call it, I'm really into reality TV and I'm a reality TV geek. I'm really into comics and I'm a comic geek. Yeah. I'm a movie nerd, like whatever that may be. Everybody's got their, stuff that makes them unique and i again to brian's point i think that that's what makes this beautiful the last point that i think i'm i i want to make about about the the family element of it is i think the purpose of a family is to be dysfunctional yeah like that's that's yeah. it's again that's for fair. me that's fair is is uh, if, if 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 anything worth doing is going to be messy and it's going to have some emotion to it. Mm -hmm. And it's at some point in time, you're going to be like looking around going like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just, it's not going to make any sense whatsoever, but it's that, that's what makes it great. Right. It's the same thing that we were talking about. Like with, again, I don't want to make this like, a, a, this is not a political podcast, but even like when we talk about like, like people saying like, well, if you can't criticize, you can't criticize the country because it's, it's, it, it, it is what it Got is. It. It's like, no, I do. I've made the choice that I, I love it warts and all. Like yeah. that is such yeah. a more fantastical statement than saying, I only love you at your best. That's mm -hmm. messed up. That's, that's I, I yeah, love that's you not healthy. when you are <laughs> no. not, I love you when you are not 
imperfect and i love you for that imperfection and that really is the best summary of family like top to bottom so this was just again this movie i don't know if the writers intended to have all this extra shit in it um, it seems like i hope but it certainly feels hard to feel like they didn't because you know sometimes afterward they'll like interview it like (laughs) did you know you had an academy award winning movie when you sat down and wrote it it's like we just wanted to write a fun family movie like you know what i mean i always think that that those stories are interesting so gentlemen obviously i mean where we're at every we love this like top to yeah. bottom and i we are yeah, i didn't have, it, I didn't have, we have given this a growing I, I, I honestly yeah i'm gonna sit down and watch it with Brittany this weekend i think because she did I, not watch definitely it definitely so in my near future again i'm very excited to watch find it me a hot mama to watch it with too <laughs> Yeah, you should do that. You do that. Everybody, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we were stopping. No, it's good. It is a good date. It'd be a great date movie. Like this is perfect. You know what else? I'll say this before we go. I would have. What if this would have came out in theaters? Um, I don't know if. Good question. I don't know if what the difference would have been, but just want to put that question out there. Would have been better. Would it have been worse? I don't know, but the fact that I had easy access to this from my Netflix in the in the in the comforts of my home with my siblings the context made that movie a lot better i, I, I don't know if i would have enjoyed it by myself as much as i really yeah. really did because hearing my siblings say yo this movie is really good thank you for picking this one i think i was oh, that, made man. It a lot better. that made it a lot better that I think makes me happy I yeah think me too Brian. i think there's something to be said for i think brian your fear of like Put your phone or tablet down and go outside. I think in a theater, I think that radio announcer voice throws me every fucking time. I think that's the message that you take away if this is in theater. I think you, I think all of us, after we've spent collectively the last year connecting with family via this technology, I think is a such a better, I think it removes the element of that being the take home message because technology Mm -hmm. being seen as a tool to bring people together, I think is much more appreciated now than yeah. necessarily oh, it was because we heard that's the a great bullshit. we heard sure. the bullshit trope that like <laughs> katie says is like technology is how i express myself man like right we heard that from her at the beginning and i think we all kind of wrote it off of like yeah 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 we know that but you can also mm-hmm. connect with people with it too yeah because right. we've been spending the last year doing it i think pre-pandemic this is a movie that slaps different and i think brian's fear of this being like a the wilderness is calling better go outside is the message after we've spent the last year connecting people via zoom or facebook Mm -hmm. or or whatever that may be like interacting digitally for the past year i think it's a much more different message you you can't demean those experiences because a movie that that movie with that message deliberately discredits all of the experience we just had over the over the meeting. Oh, absolutely. Zoom, Top to bottom. Christmas meetings, yeah. Zoom Thanksgivings, all that kind of stuff. Top to bottom. We needed technology in order to stay connected with each other. This movie is a perfect medium. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. That was a great sure. analysis, Doug. That yeah. Was great. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, this um, guy's deep. <laughs> we went we went real deep with this Holy and i hell. dare i dare i ask is there anything else that you have regarding Mitchells versus the machines i think i think the only thing i want to say here is that as as a as a trained counselor it is really cool to see a movie be like yeah relationships take work and like that's part of the deal like you have to work at this stuff <laughs> yeah 
and yeah. and it wasn't i don't know it was nice that it was just kind of like a duh moment of yeah. just yeah you got to keep doing it and then they just moved on it wasn't like the entire thing because i feel like it's a very simple concept and i just i appreciate seeing that because i think a lot of times for sure for sure you get these movies and it, it's just like, if we just understand each other, things will be better. And it's like, no, like you actually like got to call people and like ask them how they're doing and yeah. care about what they're saying. And, on, and then tell them that you hear them, that you understand yeah. what they're saying. And I feel like yeah. that sometimes is lost in these movies and it's just, you know um, and so I appreciated that. That was the last thing sure. I wanted to say here. That's really cool. I like it. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, obviously, I've, you've just heard us rant, like rave about this for the past, you know, 45 minutes. This movie is on Netflix. Uh, stop what you're doing and go watch it. Like, it's yeah, just, just it's go that watch good. It. It's really good. Um, we we feel confident. There are some times where we do reviews and like, oh, it's good. You should watch it. And after it, I'm like, I don't know. There's probably going to be someone out there that says like, damn you films in black and white for making me watch that. I feel so confident about this that no one will say that. And I will eat no. my hat if I am wrong, but I doubt that I'm wrong. This I mean, is, is it a hat or Eden crow? Either Both. one hat crow um, hat or crow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, go out and watch that. We have reached the point in this podcast though, where it is time to plug our stuff. So uh, Marcus, what do you have to plug? Uh, you know, you know what it is. Follow me on all my socials, Marcus J. Destin. I really don't plug that enough, but follow me on my socials. Uh, all of my socials are at Marcus J. Destin. Shout out to Lamont Sellers, my dad, for getting his doctorate this weekend. Dr. Sellers, hey. everybody. Dr. Sellers is in the building. Dr. So Sellers, congratulations. Yeah, shout out to my family for coming down. It was the exact refuel I needed. Um, and uh, it's summertime. You know, a lot more time to focus, a lot more time to kick it. Um, shout out to the Noah. Shout out, shout out to the Mantra. Never offended, always humble. Shout out to Doug for this new beginning he's about to go on um, and yeah. this new chapter in his life. Just, you know, kind of like hold on just kind of re-solidifying like it's never too late to do something new and to really yes. find new passions and stuff like that so don't worry about this traditional route don't worry about comparing yourself to your neighbors put your blinders on and do the shit for you do shit for that sure. makes you genuinely happy so shout out to doug for making that decision yeah. and just being willing to make you know to to Thank take you. the leap and trust yourself so Thank you. it's good it's good brian what do you have to plug sir so the lovenerds.com as Ooh. always go check that out i am going to also take a detour and if you're on tiktok follow me there at Ooh, rogue Roush. i'm like 40 yes. followers away from a thousand which oh. is really Holy i don't know shit, it's kind of weird really? i've never had a thousand people follow me for anything Look so if you Brian. like weird little videos check that out at rogue Roush on tiktok you'll get a whole whole bevy of videos of all things from star wars to history to movies some of the content if you like films in black and white that channel is gonna be your jam so follow me there uh, and that's what i'll be promoting this week that's fantastic i have this podcast that i have to plug um y'all we got some great stuff coming um we continue to turn things out week in and week out we have a very exciting partnership that's coming up at the end of this month to talk about um cruella so i will just tease that there um go ahead and sign up for our patreon patreon.com slash films in black and white um is where you can find us which you get all the videos for our bonus episodes and so on and so forth also that fast and furious bonus is starting here soon because i've watched <laughs> two so i gotta do three and four so it, it is coming um, but gentlemen we have a three-step process to success um brian what is our first step to 
success. Ladies and gentlemen, the first step to success is to read. Read something, read anything. Anything where you gain new knowledge, reading. It's how you learn. Fantastic. Y'all, it is the second step, and that is it's summertime. Uh, you got to drink some water because it's going to get hotter. It's going to get warmer. You're going to be outside. Also, if you're the type of person who likes to party, water keeps you a little makes that alcohol alcohol go a little bit further. It's good to hydrate. No sense getting dehydrated. Uh, just make sure you drink some water. Marcus? The last final step, summertime, getting hot outside, your ass is sweating, okay? Don't think that your ass is impervious to sweat. The crack of your ass is getting wet, okay? You get mud butt. You walk around all day doing different type of tasks and work, in and out of meetings, whatever it is you do today, but then you, you decide to just hop straight in the bed when you get home. No, get your ass out of bed and put it in some water. You need to wash your ass, okay? There you have Very it. important. Have there you have it. There you have it, everybody. Read a book. Drink some water, wash your ass, three-step process to success. This has been Films in Black and White. Thank you all for joining us this week. We'll be back next week at the same time, same place. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all, and we will catch y'all next week. Fresh Prince.